Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bethlehem Baptist Church here tonight. Uh, my name is Bernie, and it's my pleasure to welcome you here to a very special Christmas Eve service. Uh, it is so good to be here with you tonight, and it's so good that we're going to celebrate uh, the coming of Jesus together. Um, just a couple of things before we begin. There's still quite a few people coming in, uh, so if you wouldn't mind just squeezing maybe into the rows just a little bit more, just to allow more people to come in as they arrive a little bit later, that would be great. Also, you all received a beautiful uh, little candle. Can you hold it up for me so I can see it? That looks wonderful. All right, so throughout the evening, we encourage you to please wave that around uh, as we sing a number of carols. Um, and at the end of the night, we need to collect them all again, but Eric will tell you more about that later. Uh, so tonight, you're in uh, for an experience. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of the story uh, through a number of different ways of what happened in that lead up to uh, Jesus' arrival, and we're also going to be singing a number of carols. So, audience participation is definitely necessary tonight. Um, this is a wonderful time to be together, so uh, let's celebrate and join together. We're going to kick off the night tonight with a video that kind of sets the scene. So, turn your eyes to the screen and enjoy. And the story begins up in the hills of Jerusalem, the place where Israel's ancient prophets said that God himself would come one day to establish his kingdom over all the earth. In the city is the temple run by the priests. And one of them, named Zechariah, was working in the temple when he had a vision that freaks him out. An angel appears and says that he and his wife will have a son. What's this all about? Well, Zechariah and his wife, we're told, are very old. They've never been able to have children. And Luke's setting up a parallel here with Abraham and Sarah, the great ancestors of Israel, because they too were very old and could never have kids. Yet God gave them a son, Isaac, which is how the whole story of Israel began. And so Luke's implying here that God's about to do something that significant for this people once again. The angel tells Zechariah to name the son John. And then he says that this son's going to fulfill a promise of Israel's ancient prophets, that somebody would come one day to prepare Israel to meet their God when he arrived to rule in Jerusalem. Because right now, Jerusalem is ruled by the Romans. Yeah, specifically, it's governed by a man named Herod, who's a puppet king under the Roman Empire. And so the Jewish people wanted nothing more than to be free and govern themselves in their own land. So this is shocking news. Everything's going to change. God's on his way. Spirits with thine eyes 
hear me hey it's it's nathan can you can you uh, can you hear me oh, all right i'll try again later another dead zone man i hope they build some more cell towers soon but i i guess they're not really going to do that for another 2000 years things have been really bad since the empire took over palestine i mean even when i have my mobile data set to roman i still can't get a signal Anyways, uh, that was just my cousin Joseph. I was trying to call him up because he's supposed to be building a chariot port on the side of my house, but he's so consumed with this Mary chick that I don't think it's ever actually going to happen. I mean, she's nice and all, but talk about a complex girlfriend. I mean, how about this? Imagine if you heard this. She comes up to me and says, hey, I got visited by an angel last night. I'm like, what? Like a dream or something. And she goes, no, 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 I was wide awake. It was like my eyes were wide open. It was right there before me. I mean, she's nice and all, and, and Joseph is so in love with her, but really? I mean, we've all had those weird dreams every now and again, especially if we've had too much goat cheese and a few too many wines that day. But this, I'm kind of worried about this religious family that Joseph might be marrying into. Anyways, I'm actually just on my way to Bethlehem uh, for this silly uh, census that the Romans are making us do. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous making us travel all this way for a simple roll call. But while I'm traveling, I'm actually catching up with different members of our family because, of course, Joseph and I, we grew up here, and it's always good to see them. And uh, the rest of my family is quite worried about Joseph, too. Let me, let me actually tell you the full story. So I was with them the other week, 
in Nazareth with Mary and Joseph, and me and Joseph are just chatting away, talking about all the, you know, the things we talk about, about how the Romans, are just, how annoying they are and how they strut around like they own the place. Well, I guess, I guess they kind of do own the place, seeing that we're a conquered nation and everything like that, but do they really have to strut like that? Oh, and the housing crisis. Oh, how unbearable has things gone around Bethlehem lately? Can't even find a place to live. Too many people. And how about our local sports team? It's been another dismal season. The Israel exiles didn't even make it to the semifinals this year. I mean, that's 40 years they've been out in the wilderness. So we're chatting, talking about all this stuff, and then Mary comes in and starts spinning this yarn about this angel visiting her. I look over at poor Joseph, and he's kind of glazed over. He's heard it all before. But then she goes on to say that she's, she's pregnant, that the angel told her that she's pregnant. And I, I lean over to Joseph, and I start to congratulate him, and he just, I'm sure it's a bit early and all, they're only engaged, but you know, it's, it's, it's awesome, congratulations. But he just kind of shakes his head and kind of brushes me aside. And then Mary pipes up and goes, nah, it's not his. It's actually God's baby. What? Poor Joseph, man. You can tell he's had a hard time of it. I mean, he loves her to pieces, but pregnant? Not his? Ooh. The rest of the family have been, have been talking to him about how he actually should quietly break this whole thing off, that, it's, that she's not the girl for him. But anyways, um, I, I was just trying to call him before because I got this really weird message from him saying that everything's okay, Mary is definitely pregnant, and the baby is definitely God's. Angel told me to. What? I, I better get back to Nazareth and see what's going on. I can do this whole census thing anytime up until Christmas, whenever, whatever that is. But... Mary, Joseph, God's baby. It's a really complex and weird story. Uh, I, th- I feel like this isn't going to be the last we hear about it, but I- I'm going to get going and I'll catch you guys later. See ya. Why don't you stand as we sing our next song in the story?
Then what happened? Oh, Chad, that same night, in amongst the stars, suddenly a bright new star appeared. This star was so bright in the dark heavens that all the other stars looked pale beside it. God put it there when his baby, born, baby boy was born to be like a spotlight shining through the darkness so that everyone could find their way to him. You see, God was like a brand new daddy. He couldn't keep the good news to himself. He had to tell everyone. He had waited years and years for this moment. How did he tell them? How did he tell them? Well, he pulled out all the stops. He put his beautiful star just in the right place. And then he sent a whole choir of angels to sing his happy song. Do you want to know who the angels sang to? Who do you think? Didn't he send them to a palace, to a king? <laughs> nah, he didn't send them to a palace or to a king. He sent them to a little hill, outside a little town in the middle of the night. He sent his choir of angels to a bunch of raggedy old shepherds watching their sheep outside of Bethlehem. What? To the sheep. And you know, in those days, shepherds weren't respected people. Some people even said they were a bit smelly. (laughs) But God, he thought shepherds were really important because he decided to tell them the good news first. So that night... Picture it. The shepherds are out on the fields and they're watching the sheep and maybe they've got a fire and what's that? They hear something. The sheep get skittish. They look around, but maybe something's happening and all of a sudden there is a great warrior, a massive shining light. A what? A real warrior? A warrior. And this warrior stands and he says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For today in Bethlehem, the Son of God shall be born. Appropriate warrior lighting effect. (laughs) (laughs) And behind that warrior was a great light, like a glowing cloud. But it wasn't a glowing cloud. It was troops and troops of angels singing glory to God and Hosanna to the highest. But then, just as quickly as the angels came, they left. 
They left. So you can imagine the shepherds and the sheep. What did they do? What did they even think? They would have looked at each other. Did they leave the sheep? Did they leave the fire? They would have ran down so fast. And they ran down the hill and through the gates of Bethlehem and along the cobbled streets and around the courtyards and in between, searching. And eventually, when they got there, when they got to the place, they would have quietly looked in and tiptoed. As we sing this next song, can I encourage you to stay seated and just imagine in your minds what that scene would have been like. And while we do that, if I can ask the host to pass around the tithe and offerings. Um, And if you're a visitor to our church uh, this evening, please feel free to let those pass by.
as we sing our next carol together.
That's great. Please be seated. All right, well, listen, a moment ago, we got to listen in on a bedtime story. Wasn't that pretty cool? Yeah, yeah it was. It was pretty cool. I like it. One person liked it. Yeah, and you notice that, that that story kind of finished as the shepherds were arriving at the scene to see the baby Jesus. So I've got a question for you. Who's ever gone to bed and you've turned off the light, and not long after that, you suddenly became afraid of the dark? And you know, kids, that happens for grown-ups too, believe it or not. It can. Yeah, there you go. And um, think about um, how comforting it is, you know, when mom or dad would come and help you to not be afraid. Pretty powerful, eye. Well, recently, you know, we had a big rainstorm blow through Tauranga. Everybody experienced that, right? And in some places, the power went out. And have you ever had the power go out in your house? Yeah. And when the power goes out, what's the first thing that you reach for? It's the light switch, right? Well, that's what I do. Sorry about that. And if, if you don't find the light switch working, what do you reach for next? A torch. And if you can't find a torch, you reach for? Candles. That's exactly right. And so most of us here have experienced having candles going in the house and really nice scene, very pleasant. And then the light comes back on, um, which, is, which is great. But it's interesting and fascinating that at times we can be afraid of the dark and we need that reassurance. And then at other times, the light goes out and we're desperate to find it because we urgently need it. So let's go back to our story about the shepherds arriving to see Jesus whom the angels had sung about and told them, the shepherds, about this promised Messiah. Did you notice in the story that in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it said this, That night in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once an angel came down to them from the Lord, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. So just turn your imagination on. God's glory, this super bright light, shining onto the shepherds. Just think about that for a moment. It's not an accident that God chooses the darkness of night to suddenly shine his bright light onto people who are looking after sheep. You know, we've been reading from the Gospel of Luke tonight, and we heard a little uh, promo at the beginning that describing some of the background, and maybe you're new to the Bible and not familiar with this uh, person, Jesus of Nazareth. Well, there are four books about him, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these writers were eyewitnesses of the Jesus story, and they were contemporaries of his. And in John's Gospel, chapter 1, he writes about why Jesus came into our world. In John 1, verses 4 and 5, he says, His, Jesus' life, gave light to everyone. The light keeps shining in the dark, and what? And the darkness has never put it out. So here, John's talking about light and darkness, but he's talking about spiritual light and spiritual darkness. And now for about almost 2,000 years, Jesus' light's been shining in the world, and the evil spiritual forces of darkness have not succeeded in putting it out. Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. You could say it's kind of like the dark side of the force that wants to crush the force that brings good and light and peace. That's partly why we like those movies so much, everybody. And in fact, Jesus came and he brought his light into the world. And ever since, there's been this cosmic struggle going on in the unseen world between the evil forces of darkness and between Jesus and his people who shine his light. 
All right, everybody here is holding a candle. I think everybody's got one. Hold your candle up nice and high. Try not to hit the person in front of you. That's really good. And we're going to do something now. We're going to ask for the house lights to come down. So if you can just turn the lights down, please, in this big light behind us. Thank you, sir. Look at that. Look at that scene. Isn't that cool? Yeah, feel free to wave those candles. Look at that. Oh, now from up here, you guys, that looks pretty cool. That's pretty cool. This little light of mine, right? I'm going to let it. There you go. There you go. And that's the idea. And some of us might have a light that's kind of brighter than others. You know, light, sorry if that blinds you. And, um, and we can think we got a really bright light. But then there's Jesus. And what is his light like? Wow. Yes, it's kind of like that. It is amazing. It's an amazing light. And, um, you know, the great news is that the evil's spiritual forces have never put Jesus' light out. We just read that, didn't we? In fact, Jesus continues to shine his light brightly throughout the world, even if our world seems to be getting darker. And we have the privilege of meeting people from big walks of life who they come to know Jesus. His light comes into their life and changes them. And in fact, many of us here, we've come to know Jesus. He's real for us. His light shines in us and his truth um, sets us free. All right, so what, what about us? What, what is the story about Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus and the shepherds? Um, what does it have to do with us today? Uh, you know, we may not think about spiritual darkness all that much, but we do know what it's like to be afraid of the dark. We do know what it's like to get stuck in a power outage, don't we? Those real-life situations, they can teach us some spiritual truths. We can feel fearful, confused, lost at times, maybe depressed, without hope. You know, you may be someone here that you do not have eternal hope. You've got no certainty about being right with God, about knowing his life and his peace. It may sound simple, but it's true. Jesus' light is still shining, and Jesus' light can dispel spiritual darkness that might be in your life or in my life. All we have to do is in faith reach out to Jesus, and he can change us. Like I said, many of us here, we've come to know him, and, and we're different, and our lives are better because we've come to know this Jesus that this story is about. Remember how we talked about when we were young and in bed, and we were afraid of the dark, and we just wanted mom or dad to come? Maybe you're someone here, that, and you know that the spiritual darkness has you separated from God, like you know you're not yet part of God's family. Listen to these words from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. John 1, 11 and 12. He, Jesus, came into his own world, but his own nation did not welcome him. Yet some people accepted him and put their faith in him, so he gave them the right to be the children of God. So this Christmas, if you feel in the dark, if you're unsure, you know, maybe you're worried that Donald Trump's going to blow up the world, yeah, she is. Um, maybe you're worried that your Bitcoin investments plummeted during this service. Um, mm. But seriously, maybe you've got a health crisis. You know, maybe you or a family member is unsure if this is going to be your last Christmas. Maybe you feel your marriage is falling apart. 
Maybe you feel like you've got overwhelming financial challenges. Maybe you've got big questions about your future. Maybe you're someone who you haven't come to know Jesus yet for yourself. Maybe you've got big questions, good questions, questions about God, humanity, good and evil, and you don't know what to do with those questions. Uh, Then I would invite you to come to the Alpha course we're going to run here coming up in February on the 19th. It's a great place to ask questions. You're with other people asking questions. It's a good place to explore uh, the Christian faith. So come along, or if you're from out of town, find an Alpha course where you are. Maybe you came tonight and you're ready to take a next step in your spiritual journey with God and join his family. A moment ago, we heard that Bible verse that said, he, Jesus, came into his own world, but his own nation did not welcome him. Yet some people accepted him and put their faith in him. So he gave them the right to be children of God. You can become a son or daughter of God tonight. Did you know that? You can. All you have to do is reach out in faith. Admit your need for God. Admit that you've, you've sinned against God. And it's your sins that causes separation between you and God. Admit that you've lived your life apart from him. Admit your need for Jesus. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to help you make a new start. And he will help you make a new start. Help you get on a new path. You can say that prayer to God in words that just are from you and that come from your heart. So I want to invite you to do that. And and as this next song is happening, maybe you're someone that for the first time you can just reach out to God and guarantee if you reach out for him, you will find him. Thanks, Gene. Should we stand as we sing this next carol?
right, well, thanks for coming and being with us tonight. It's been a fantastic time, eh? Uh, for everybody who's um, been up here on the front for the music, let's give them a hand, huh? Thank you. Yeah, we want to wish you guys uh, a Merry Christmas. Uh, we have tomorrow morning two Christmas services, 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. You're really welcome to come. And we have Easter coming, believe it or not. And on your way out, there's going to be an Easter magnet you can put on your fridge uh, to remind you and uh, invite your, your fauna and friends to come to that. On your way out, can you just turn your candles in? Someone will collect them from you. And then we've got tea, coffee, and minced hearts waiting for you in the cafe. And so, uh, without further ado, we're going to wish you Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna Merry Christmas, you guys. Have a great night.